You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. I think it's time to record episode... The self-solving episode. Okay, this is GSE 1 plus 2 equals... Um, 17. No, it's, it's 15, isn't it? 1 plus 2 is 12, right? Yeah! Epis- no, that doesn't make sense. How about 123? 1 plus 2 equals 3. Are you sure? I think you got the math I'm wrong. I'm fairly certain of it, as much as I'm yeah. certain you're down under. I'm right way up, thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, it is Geekish Over, episode, episode 123. Kevin Alder, how are you going this week? Better than me, I hope. Uh, I'm going okay. It, it was a short week. I took off uh, Monday because uh, here in this county that I live in, in Virginia, the kids started back to school for the uh, oh. for the fall and mm. winter term. So they started back to school. So I took off Monday, so I had a short week. And the short week turned out to be three times as busy as a regular week. And it's just been... I've In the last three days, I think I've done... 18 and a half hours worth of meetings. Wow. And <laughs> about shit. Huh? About shit. Uh, no, these weren't. They were only <laughs> tangentially related to it. <laughs> Still, it was about shit. Every meeting's about shit. Look, you know what I, I used to do when I was working in a corporate environment many years ago? There, there used to be the thing that you'd go into a meeting to discuss when the next meeting was going to occur and you'd sit there for an hour and a half, bored, senseless, trying to figure out, okay, when are you available? And when are you available? Yeah. So anyway, meetings oh. to me, I, look, do, do you actually achieve anything? I mean, I haven't been in a, in a, a proper a proper corporate office for, for 15 years, but do you actually achieve anything? Has modern society improved in, in what you actually get done in meetings, or is it still just a, a situation where everyone passes the buck to someone else who's the lowest common denominator? No, actually, we uh, I would say 99.8% of the meetings I attend are fruitful because I'm mm-hmm. very willing and I you know we try to avoid useless meetings. That's one of the good things I'll have to say about having a corporate a uh, calendar emailing system like Microsoft Exchange, and I know people out there are going, Ugh. but I tell you what, when you want to schedule a meeting, you can quickly see who's available and who's not. That That's Pick kind of cool. Meeting. You know, back in the late 90s, they had something called Meeting Maker. I don't know if you ever used that application uh, under Windows NT4. About. And that was, for the time, it was actually really, really good. Um you know what, I'm actually going to have to figure out a way to integrate something like that with all my contributors uh, that, that come on Not Another Mac podcast, because then that'll save me from tweeting people and saying, hey, are you free at this time? Because if you don't have something in your calendar, I know you're free. You can't just make something up. <laughs> but they have to be willing to share their calendar with you that way. Yeah, I know. And then I don't really want to see that they've got to go to their kids' recital, do I? It's like, oh. So no, it's it's been a long, tough week. So I'm sitting here as much as we really shouldn't. I'm podcasting while imbibing. So you know that that's fine because you're you're not as bad as 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 Rose uh, did last night. R- Rose from of course Tasmania in Australia. 
Uh, you might know her on Twitter, the listeners is Ozros, and uh, she went out, had a bit of a few drinks, let's say a few too many, and she's got a busy work day ahead of her today, and uh, she's been cursing everyone on Twitter about uh, not stopping her. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Kevin, I, I'm going to say now so that you don't curse me later. Stop drinking so much. Just take it slow. Enjoy it. Don't go overboard. No, 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 no. That's enough. That's enough. You don't need to. No, no. That's enough. No, no. Oh, God, now he's swigging it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. This show's going to hell in a handbasket. Well, hey, the only thing you got to worry about next, then, is if I burp again like I did in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, but you were giving me a comment on something I said, so... Yeah, well, there you go. That's that's how much Kevin thinks of me. Now, well, I I do have a burp button on my keyboard. Cool. Don't use it just yet, Kevin. I, I've got something cool that, that I checked the feedback uh, by comment cast, and and this is something that I I heard guys so talk about. It's a little app, and you can type in your uh, favorite podcast, or if you're a podcaster, you can actually type it in and get feedback. And I found out that. There's a couple of feedbacks uh, that I don't think we got to. Now, I'm not sure if we did this one in January of this year, but uh, a, a user by the name of Hughes Grays uh, in, in January uh, of this year said, Mark and Kevin are smart. Oh, man, that's a good listener. I love that listener. Send him the $10. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? We'll up it to 20 for right. that For that alone, we'll up it to 20 Funny? Oh, geez. That, yep, we are funny, and we're down to earth. Some of us are even down under. So, hey, there we go. He goes on to say, some of the tech podcasters I used to listen to have got a bit too high-minded and big-timing about, them shows and, about their shows and themselves. Isn't that true? I can, I, I can name names of, of the amount of people in the tech world that have become assholes because they think that they're great. And maybe one day I will. Get me in a rant, Kevin. you got to get me angry. I'm not angry enough yet. I haven't packed my angry eyes for today's but, show. But see, the thing is, you're already an asshole of one sort, so I don't think it's going to make a big difference. There, we may have a hard time for the listeners to understand when you cross over from normal to super asshole, though. That may be the... True. I, yeah, I, I'll give you that. The super asshole might be a bit extreme. Uh, anyway, it goes on to uh, say, the show recalls why podcasting started on a personal level with the hosts and the listeners. And I, I love that. Thank you so much for that feedback. Yes, thank you. We've got some more feedback too from the United Kingdom, which is absolutely cool. Uh, this is from Chippy the Courier. Uh, the show is rapidly becoming my favorite out of some 20 plus regular podcast subscriptions so kevin we know something now we definitely have two listeners because we've got two lots of feedback and then mike listens to to see when we say something that truly disturbs him i think we disturb mike every single week almost anyway i've been disturbed for years well, that, that's okay then. We're, we're only adding to the disturbance. He goes on to say, uh, Mark and Kevin... Uh, Keb, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I want to make this clear. Mark is drinking water. I am drinking beer. And Mark's the one that can't speak the English. Yeah, but see, I, he, he goes, Mark and Kevin ad lib. And, and see, so I, I kind of went, Kevib. Instead of Kevin at, at... Anyway, so he goes on to say, Mark and Kevin ad-lib so well together, it really is a must-weekly fix. Whether you are simply curious or a full-fledged geek, this show is recommended listening. 
Thank you so much, Chippy the Courier, for that feedback. That's absolutely fantastic. And Thank please, listeners, if, if you have just some time, we don't care if you give us a bad review, because we'll read it on the show as well and have a good laugh about it. We just want to have fun. If you have time, please go to iTunes, give us a review. We really appreciate it. It helps get the, the notice out, because for some reason, iTunes thinks that it's important to get feedback. So the more feedback we get, the higher up the charts we go, the higher up the charts we go, maybe we'll be seen in the top million podcasts instead of the top billion podcasts. Well, yeah, now, all, in all fairness, NAMP made it up into the with the top 100 that one time. I've been up in NAMP to... Especially that episode, I, I hosted one. You hosted one that <laughs> did well. I can't remember the height it's been to. I have beaten MacBreak Weekly once, uh, which is was a stellar job. Um, I'm it's, trying to pat myself on the back here, and it's hard. It's, it's definitely, but it's been in the top ten once. But I I can't recall exactly what number. It's never been number one. I know that much. Uh, but the the problem is, Kevin, that it dipped in and then it dipped out. <laughs> Literally, it, 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 iTunes is one of those weird things that it, it just. Now, I had John Syracuse on, on episode 102, and he put it out to his followers, and boy, did I notice a boost in, in listeners and so forth. So, for that episode, I had this spike, and then I retained some listeners, but not all. A lot of, Look, it, it's just one of those things with the Roundtable show, when you have a guy like John Syracuse come onto the show, there's going to be a lot of people who want to hear his opinions, and then maybe yeah. they'll listen the next week. Or maybe they, they turn around and say, you know what, that Aussie guy is, is a dumb shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's an idiot. I can't stand him. So I'm not going to listen anymore. So maybe it's just that. Who knows? But either way, uh, when, I have, when I have certain people on, depending on their follower base on Twitter and in social networks and stuff, I do see spikes. And let me be honest, if I am in the top 10 at any time, for NAMP, it's not because of me. It's not because I'm a good podcaster. It's because I've put the right group of people together discussing the right topic at the right time. I noticed, too, that I go up in the charts higher around times when new products are being released and, and so forth, and then I, I dip out of the charts. Um, so it's just one of those things. But, yeah, the more feedback that you get as well, the, the higher the position goes, the higher you're regarded by iTunes. So it's not only how many subscribers, it's also feedback as well. It's... A bit of a confusing setup, really, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, I, it, it's always strange. I, I never quite understood why j- reviews, good or bad, elevated the podcast. Oh, it, yeah, it it can be bad, and and it can be the the top of the pile. So, yeah, I, it's uh, yeah, I'm not so sure they have the whole the whole engine down exactly right. But we really do appreciate the kind words that you Absolutely. just read off. Really do appreciate that, guys, uh, or people. I don't mean to offend. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And, uh, we, we, we thank you. And, uh, I would love to see us get it. GSE, maybe break into the top 500 one time. Hell, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, anytime we pick up a new listener, it's good. So listeners, what you need to do now is is just when you see the show on, if you can just pump it out on Twitter and, uh, or on Facebook or wherever you post stuff and just say, Hey, check this out. This is pretty cool. These guys are twits and idiots, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. You know, and we we're, might we're, pick up one or two listeners. We could be called twitiots. No, then Leo Laporte would sue our asses. Nah, I, I, actually, twid. 
Actually, you know what? That would be good if Leo Laporte sued our asses off that, because then he'd at least acknowledge that we exist. Well, if we're twidiots and he sues us, um, he gets exactly up to 100% of what we make on every show. So he's going in the hole on that one. Hmm. <laughs> Is he stupid enough to do it? Hmm. I'll share my beer with him. <laughs> Just make sure you backwash first, Kevin. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> uh, speaking of cheers, uh, Christmas decorations are already in the stores in Australia. It actually started in the first week of August, showing up in, in our big retail stores. And... You know, we were at the shops, and I just looked at Gretel, Gretel looked at me, and it's like, what the hell? And, Kevin, I know that you deeply in, enjoy the Christmas season, you really enjoy it, and I respect that about you. I must say that I, I've become to enjoy it a little bit more with the kids now, but it's still this bitterness of being this, this commercial entity for four months now, not only three months, but four months of the year before Christmas that just bites me. By the time we get to Christmas, I'm so over Christmas... I don't want to know about Christmas, if that makes sense. It, it's just constantly in your face. The decorations are out. The songs are starting to be played. It's like, guys, enough. I know you're trying to make money, but you're brutalizing Christmas. You're, you're prostituting Santa Claus. Well, you know, it's at least in the area I live in, okay, it's not quite that bad. Other than the, the couple hobby stores, you know, or mm-hmm. hobby craft stores, of course, they, I mean, they put that stuff out starting in summer because... Sure, and that, and that I makes sense, they, yeah. So that people yeah, can make the bells and the, the, the things that they do. My, my aunt used right. to make a, a lot of cool things. She actually made, um, like, these Christmas houses out of fabric and, and, and boxes and everything. And they were tissue boxes, and, and the tissues came out of the chimney. Really, really cool stuff. And, uh, you know, it was all relating to Christmas uh, and, and stuff like that. Of course, that kind of thing can be applied to, to any uh, time of the year for any reason. But she specifically made them for Christmas. She made uh, bells out of the round foam balls. And, and she she made um, the, the sort of the, the shape bell um, yeah. that would hang on the Christmas tree and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that kind of, you know, handmade... Uh, stuff is, is actually really cool and unique. I like it. Well, but the the regular stores that I've been in, I haven't seen Christmas stuff. I have started to see, and I know we had the uh, your your saintly and lovely and most charming person in the world wife and uh, and I spoke last week, and um, she talked about uh, that y'all don't celebrate Halloween. That it's not quite the celebration down no. down down where you are as it is here in the United States. And I've seen that uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Halloween stuff really started to hit heavy. So, um, well, so you've, you've got Halloween coming before, and then you've got Thanksgiving too, don't you? Yeah, well, actually, this weekend's a holiday weekend too here in the country. Well, you know what? It's a holiday weekend for me, although it's not actually a holiday. It's just Father's Day on Sunday in Australia. Uh, ah. So I get presents, I get presents, yippee, 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 I get presents, I get presents, yippee, 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 woo! Shut up, son. Oh. <laughs> Don't <laughs> rain no, on my parade! It's present time! Yeah, you know what, I love September, because it's not only got Father's Day, but then my birthday, 
at, towards the end of September. So I get presents, I get presents, yippee, 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 I get presents, oh. I get presents, yippee, 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 woo! And the listeners may wonder why I drink sometimes during the show. <laughs> you just got your answer, people. Now, the, no, uh, that's never. Because you got, you got Father's Day in September. Here in this country, it's in June. Yeah. So it's three. You know what it really is? But it's the beginning of the summer. It's, you're you're it, it going is. into summer. Yes, yes. And, and we're into summer, or just about into summer. Exactly. But you see, what I tried to do this year was when you guys were having Father's Day, I said to Gretel, hey, listen, it's Father's Day in America. Seeing I kind of live virtually in America and I work with all those guys, I feel left out. you got to give me Father's Day. And she said, go and get stuffed. God bless <sighs> you. Oh. So, so I had no, to it's, wait. Labor Day. it's Labor Day weekend here in the United States. You know, so that's an interesting it. weekend. So so they have so you have a long weekend where it's it's a Monday off? So yeah. okay, labor, isn't that meant to be when you go and actually do some work, yet you have a Labor Day holiday? It's it doesn't make honor. sense to me. It's to honor, is it, it? It's to honor the hard labors of all Americans. Uh-huh. So since you're not American, you don't labor hard enough. Damn it! We, we, do, we do so much collaborating with your country that we should share your events, I swear. In, in all honesty... I, no, 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 no. I'm not saying the rest of Australia doesn't do hard work. Oh. <laughs> I just huh? flipped Kevin the bird twice. Oh, boy. <laughs> Boy, he gets under my skin. I did walk into that one. Uh, But seriously, Kevin, I'd love to have uh, Halloween more as a holiday out here. I I love the the whole mystique behind Halloween and and just everything to do with it. That's one of the holidays that I could really get into. Um, So, yeah, for some things we we really follow America. For other things we don't. Of course, we don't celebrate, you know, the, the patriotic days that you have because that's patriotic to to your country and, and, and the community in, in the United States. But stuff like Halloween, it's like, okay, you know, I can find a couple of witches down the road that we can burn at the stake, and, and you know, then we can start celebrating Halloween properly in this country. Um, but you're I, not, no, it's not torturing the witches. You're celebrating the witches. Yes, but it used to be torturing. But if that's you, not what Halloween's about. Halloween is All Hallows Eve. Okay. I'm, I'm learning here. Kevin's actually teaching me something. This is cool. Listeners, pay attention. He actually makes sense for once. And, and <laughs> I, I might be a little off, off off, of my nut here. It could just be the beer talking. I'm not sure. But anyway, the um, all Hall- Halloween is All Hallows Eve. And it is based on a... I'm trying to remember. I think it's a pagan holiday... I guess I could, you know, it, if we had it, something where... It, isn't where the origins, could. though, related into the Salem witch trials? No, I don't think so. Ah, interesting. Yeah, please, please do, because I, I've obviously got the wrong information, which, hey, is quite easy for me, especially being an outsider looking in. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, had a, I had a feeling that it was... it was. I, I understand that it was celebrating, but I had a feeling that it was surrounding... Uh, the origins of what happened in Salem. Uh, all right, Halloween, uh, Hallows the All Hallows Eve, uh, celebrating different number of countries on October thirty first, the Eve of Western 
Christian feast of all hollows or all saints and the day of initiating the tritium or hollowness. According to many scholars, Hallow's Eve is Christianized feast originally influenced by Western Europe harvest festivals. Huh. Festivals of the dead and possible pagan roots, particularly the Celtic, I'm not going to try that word, um, <laughs> and other scholars maintain that it originated independently of Samhain, I think it is, and has solely Christian roots. Typically, the festival of Halloween activities, trick-or-treat, blah-blah-blah, carving pumpkins, anybody that celebrates it's going to know all that. So, yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do directly with... Uh, wow, I, I, I've learned something new. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Celtic Samhain, that's what that one is. I, I looked it up for you. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I'm scrolling on down through the article. Yeah, no, I mean, I know it was all Hollow's Eve and and all that, and... It's, okay, it so, has, so it didn't actually originate in America, though. It spread to, to North America. Yeah, and, and, and as we as Americans are wont to do, we will often take things and blow them up to larger-than-life Yes, situation. you do do that, yes. So, um, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a great deal of fun. A lot of people, I have a couple local friends, huge Halloween fans. I have one, uh, I don't know if he listens to the show or not, John Mangino. Uh, who used to do another podcast that I dearly loved that has since uh, uh, gone off the air. Uh, he's really into Halloween. The way some people decorate for Christmas, John decorates for Halloween. Mm-hmm. He goes all out. We used to have neighbors uh, about four doors up from us. They were the greatest people. They decorated for Halloween and Easter, and they really went all out at Christmas. They would rival Clark Griswold's decoration <laughs> on the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But um, they used to, and we take the kids when the kids were trick or treating. They'd go up there. He would. They would even. They were an older couple that uh, they were. He was a uh, the guys that guard the president. He was in the Secret Service. Oh yes, a division of the Treasury Department. And I forgot what his wife did. But uh, they they would come out. They'd have their little dog. They had this little dog. They put like a little witch's hat on the dog oh, and a little cool. a little cape. And they had one of those. Uh, wasn't a dry ice base, but it was another kind of one of the smoke machines. And he'd have a little bit of eerie music and some bouncing ghosts and orange lights and all this kind of stuff. They went at it full force. It, it, it's a great deal of fun. I mean, I've always played around with Halloween. The kids have enjoyed it. We have a big, oh, I'll have to take a picture when we put up our light up spider web this year. Ooh. With the, about, he's about a little bigger than a softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that know the size of a softball in the center it glows purple and orange. Nice. So yeah, it's yeah, but yeah, Halloween's not based on the Salem witch trials. I, I think a lot of people associate it because that's one of those kind of like the dark ages in America for some yes. people, as they might consider it. So I, I can understand the confusion. So I won't call you a complete idiot. I'll just call you a partial weak, idiot. Partial just, idiot works. A casual idiot in passing. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, Kevin? Uh, you're, you're sounding like an idiot because you, you're dropping out again. We're having this stupid Skype problem again. You know, where I talk and then you talk and we can't hear you. You talk and then you talk and then I talk and what? Huh? Are you there? Uh, yeah, well, so, man, it might have been, I guess, I was sitting back because I was afraid you were going to go into a rant. When you go into rants, I always sit back and put my feet up. 
I'm not always that angry, Kevin. I'm actually very happy tonight. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, we've lost all track where we're going. I do have something I want to ask you about. Uh, all right, well, hold on to that thought. I'm going to call you back just so that the call is a little bit more coherent and we're not dropping audio because it, it's really, really difficult for me to have a, a fluid conversation when uh, we're, we're talking over each other and I can't actually hear you. I, I don't know what's wrong with Skype, but I'll give you a call back in a sec, Kevin, and we'll get underway. Hey, uh, Kevin, you know what? I uh, I was kind of wondering if, uh, now that that sweaty bastard Barmer has uh, decided to resign from Microsoft, whether Skype would get better. I think you're wrong. It's going to get worse. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we did talk about it, listeners, last week after we had problems. And, uh, you know, we talked about doing it a different way. I just haven't lifted a finger to actually change the way we record and do the setup. Um, but I think we'll try doing FaceTime next week and just see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know we're open to anything, but it's funny you were talking about it was dry, dropping out on your end. Yeah, it was perfectly fine on my end, and it's always happened. It's always happened just between you and me. I can talk to anyone else around the world. It doesn't happen. It must be something about you being in in the Washington D.C. kind of area or working in that area. It must be the NSA is is monitoring your calls, Kevin. And then when you say certain phrases, it, it's cutting the sound out, you see? Well, that might be it. And then plus, I made it easier for them this week. I I went through a process and got my internet service and my cable television service and all. Rigamore, I'm not going to go into it. I did get through to some really great people with uh, Comcast. They hooked me up. But the good thing is the way they got things straightened out for me, I actually ended up with a plus side. I now have a VoIP line on top of my regular hardwired copper line. So I have a second phone line, which I'll probably never use. I did plug in the phone to see, um, and they gave me a new cable modem. The only problem with that is the thing's like three times the size of the one I had before. Wow. But but it's – so I have a whole other phone number. I'm going to start giving that to family members and tell them to use it because there's no phone plugged into it. (laughs) So they (laughs) – So here's our new number. No, no, forget the phone number we've had for the last 25 or 30 years. Forget that phone. Use this one. (laughs) Oh, we must not have been home. But no. uh, But yeah, Comcast was really nice. They got things straightened out and hooked me up pretty good. So, but I do have a new modem. So maybe, you know, with that, I gave the NSA another way to listen in on what you and I are doing because you know how important we are to the NSA's overall scheme of things oh absolutely we're we're like pivotal to their their you know purpose i mean without us there'd be no nso <laughs> why would they need yeah. to be around monitoring no reason yeah who the heck would they spy on if it wasn't for you and me because Ab- we are just that damn important well well absolutely so you know we uh we we have international relations and uh you know works they want well. to do all my shit secrets yeah, I don't want to know all your shit's the secrets. <clears throat> anyway, my secret formula for shit: <laughs> lots and lots and lots of food, and mix it with beer, <laughs> and, and then jiggle, jiggle and shake. Woohoo! Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of a 1970s song that I can sing. That you know the 
Oh, come on, I've got a few. I've got like some Buddy Holly that I'm thinking of. Oh, I can't think of anything at the moment. I was going to sing another song, Kevin. Anyway, you, well, you, were, know, I... you were about to ask me a question. I was. I was oh, I was going to ask you a question. That's right. Uh, before the beer gets completely to me. Um, <laughs> Too late. I was, I was watching something. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Do you ever go over to Tech Hive? Do you ever frequent Tech Hive? Not really. The site. Yeah, I I enjoy it because it's kind of a broad mix of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know, I don't as much as I love the Mac, I don't completely stay just in the Macintosh world. I mean, I can't because at work I'm a Windows user, so mm-hmm. I have to. I keep a broad mix, and and plus I do big corporate IT systems, so there's that too. But I noticed the other day that Nintendo is announcing a new handheld gaming the 2DS. system. Yes, that is I the am- coolest thing in the world. I am very intrigued by it to to the point that this could end up on my Christmas wish list. Oh, it's ended up on mine, I can assure you. And well, I knew uh, that. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, you know what? Tim Shadden will end up buying one. I know that much. Um, Tim, the reason why Nintendo exists still to this day and is not having to to you know sell their wares on on the the corner, <laughs> you know, in, in a in a sort of you know. Uh, what do you call it? A um, fire sale. Fire sale. Yeah, it, it's because Tim buys every single game that comes out of Nintendo. He's incredible. I, I've got to give him credit for that. Um, and and he's got the time to play it too. The lucky devil. Um, <coughs> I'll try and edit out that cough. Yeah, too lazy. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, what What it comes down to, Kevin, is, is I like the new idea that they've come out with. What they've done here, and I think it's really smart, they've got the original DS, which is at the US $99 price point. And then they've got three DSs, or, or the three DS range, which includes the two DS, uh, at basically $50 intervals thereafter. So, of course, if you want to go the really high end, go the 3D uh, go the the big screen. You go and get the XL. If you just want a basic 3D, um, and you want the the clamshell, you've still got that. If you want this new one that looks like a a, a traditional style Game Boy that does not flip over and close, uh, then you've got that option too. And I I think really Nintendo's hit this on the head. There's a feature in the 3DS that I never use. It's the same feature that has been taken out of TVs now because people don't buy it. 3D. The stupidest damn thing ever. Questionable. I'm sorry. Now, Kevin, I, you know what? When it comes to 3D with glasses, dumb. Absolutely dumb. When it comes to Nintendo's 3D, interesting. However, 3D doesn't always work well on all games. It's stellar on some, some it's crappy on, and it also changes. If you use the original 3DS with the smaller screen, your ability to, to move where your your perfect viewpoint is, is is quite small. So you've got to stay very rigid to get that full 3D effect. Whereas on the large one, it's a little bit more flexible. So, you know, I, I've, I've played it. As soon as I get a new 3DS game, I go, oh, let's see the 3D. Yeah, no, I, and I turn it off. I always go and play them on 2D uh, just because it's a feature that I feel doesn't enhance the games I play. So to have this 2DS 
is, in my opinion, an enhancement because I don't use the Shred Day functionality anyway. The other, yeah. the other interesting thing with the the 2DS is it looks so comfortable to hold because it, it's bigger and, and for you know it, it's been marketed towards kids. Let's get kids in, younger kids who shouldn't really be using the 3D effect because it can cause problems with eyesight later on. So, so addressing the kids issue, you no, know, Kevin, that that that's because you got kicked by a mule. Okay. Oh, uh, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> And there's his redneck coming out. He may he, he, he may wear a blue collar. He may wear a white collar to work, but the blue collar is showing. <laughs> well, but you know the the true redneck, your friend and mine, Mama June. Okay, Kevin, we're talking about the the two DS. Okay, don't go changing the friggin' subject. You know my opinion on that. Uh, <laughs> um, shit. Now I don't know where I'm up to. So uh, what they've done is, is they've made it bigger, and I think it's actually going to be better for adults with larger hands. You know, people like you, people like me, people like Tim. You know, we've got larger awesome hands. Fingers. L- larger fingers. You know, the, uh, but what I, I think is really good, there's always been a problem with the 3DS, where the traditional-style square pad that was used predominantly in the uh, original Nintendo DS games... It was put below the the scroll wheel, if you will, uh, to move your character around, and it was all—it's always so awkward to use it that I just—I never ended up using it. And I actually love the square pad. I actually love the D pad, whatever you want to call it. I actually like that traditional way of, of using the controller. But the interesting thing is that because it moves it so much further up, I think it's going to be nicer and easier to actually use, and you actually feel like using that D-pad, that square pad, a lot more in the games and then picking which is better for you because instead of having to be just down on this one little this one little panel at the bottom, you've got this whole screen to hold in your hand. And I, I think it's going to be a game changer. Price point is absolutely and utterly perfect. Um, the quality of games surpasses anything uh, on iOS and 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 uh, Android, and let me be honest here, I'm talking first-party games that surpass anything. There's still third-party crap on Nintendo, as there is on Sony and Microsoft and Apple and and Google. There's still, there's always going to be third-party crap, but I'm talking about first-party titles. Actually, that's an interesting thing. I I, I read an article somewhere about where, might have been on uh, iMore, and uh, where, uh, I think it was... uh, Peter, I can't remember his surname. He's the editor across there. One of the editors, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's a big wig, anyway. Uh, not that I remember those guys. Uh, but um, he was writing about Apple should become a, a first-party developer for their own platform. And I thought, that's actually not a bad idea. Nintendo does that. Uh, Sony does that. They have their own studios. And, and Microsoft have their own studios. And when you tend to find... Is when you have their own internal studios, the games are stellar. They're absolutely brilliant. And then you you have games that solidify that that specific console or that specific platform that people want to play. If you want to play Halo, you don't go and buy a PS3 or a Nintendo Wii U. You go and buy a damn Xbox because Halo's on there and it's, it's an exclusive and it's a killer game. Uh, same, same with Gears of War. 
I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at Halo. Um, I have an I've to, we've we've talked about it before. I have an original Xbox yeah, from yeah. 2002 or whatever it was. 2000. I got it in 2002, so it had been out a little bit by the time I got it. And I have the game Halo. I've and still I've still I've, I've still got the the uh, I've still got the version for the uh, oh god is it the PC or the Mac? No, it's the PC. I can see it on my cupboard. I've I've got the Windows version. So, right, so uh, and I've, so I've, I've got, got Halo, Halo One and Halo Two, but where the hell is Halo Three? I want to play Halo Three, but I don't want to buy an Xbox. Yeah, I've, well, I've got Halo, and I have yet to get off the damn ship. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> For some reason, it's one of those games that I refuse to look at the cheats. I re- refuse to do anything like that. And I, it, it, it's like the one Lego game I got stuck in for eons. I couldn't figure out how to get out of the, was it Lego Indiana Jones? I was sitting there going like, where the hell do you get out of this at? You know, trying to move, you know, on through the map. But, uh, yeah, I have to admit, I've, and I've played Halo. I haven't played it for several years now, but it's like, I can't get off the damn ship. It keeps telling me, get off the ship. Where the hell do I get off at? Every place I would run down, it would be a dead end. <laughs> Kevin, 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 Kevin. Yeah, but now, in all, in all fairness, I've done that in Halo. Call of Duty, I have been all over the damn place in that game. <laughs> so, I don't know what it is about Halo, you know. Halo's awesome. I, I think it's a great franchise. and uh, Oh, yeah, it's a great game. So I just can't get off the fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> You're hopeless. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, so anyway, first-party uh, Apple games would be cool. First-party Google games, you know, let them run first-party or, or get them to run first-party. That, that would be absolutely superb. Um, so you do find that that's a, a thin. So when I when I turn around and say that, hey, the games on Nintendo are better than on uh, iOS, on, on the DS, I'm talking about the first-party games, the Donkey Kongs, the Mario Karts, uh, that style of game is always going to be stellar because it's it's made by... It, it, they take years to make these games uh, and it's made by the company that makes the hardware. It's very similar. Apple really does it for everything other than games. They, they build their own applications that run on, on their hardware yep. perfectly. Now, I know some people will question that perfectly statement, but I, I personally have pretty good results with all their, their applications. I honestly, yeah. I, I, I see it going past on Twitter about something going wrong with someone's iTunes or, or Safari or, or Pages or whatever, and I go, what the hell are you doing with it? You can't fuck it up. How can you screw this up? Anyway, some people amaze me. It's like, you, you just can't screw that up. Just use it as it's intended. Don't ask it to do anything it wasn't intended to do, and it'll be fine. Well, you know, you, I'm laughing again because you said something about iTunes. The other night I had iTunes open and I had it in the central library. Yeah. And I looked and it listed all 260 tracks I have in iTunes and music. That's <laughs> and then sad, I got, Kevin. It's called iTunes for a reason because it's to have tunes in there. But then I also got to looking further in. There were four episodes of GSE that somehow I had gotten into iTunes in the music section. There were a couple other audio sample stuff that I had, you know, made testing stuff and testing equipment. So by the time I took that out, 
<laughs> down to about 200 and little right around 250 or a little below 250 <laughs> of stuff so what what yeah. is, why do you even bother opening itunes kevin what because a, that's where, what that's a where damn waste pod, that's where my thousand podcasts live Oh my god! And I and I and I, you know, I have to say this today. I was I had to go out at lunchtime today. It was uh, I had to go out and run some errands, and I was in a hurry. I, only, I had a uh, just a short span of time, so I ran out and I hopped in my truck and I left. And I realized, oh crap! I didn't grab my iPod. So I said, well, I'll try to find something on the radio because I normally don't even listen. To, you know, I'm playing my iPod through my radio. Were we on the and radio? A past episode. We were. We were on radio. This will tell you how sad a state it was. Yeah, God, we weren't on the radio. Terrestrial radio. My truck has a feature where I can push a button on the stereo, and it will scan all the way up, and just cyclical, all the way through all the FM frequencies, well, AM frequencies too. And it went through the evolved, and I was in the, I'm in the D.C. metropolitan area. I was actually closer in than I live. Mm -hmm. Just so people know, I was down... I was down in, uh, you know, getting down close to Alexandria, Arlington, Dulles Airport, that area. I'm down in there. And what passed for music was awful. So we're not even going to get into that because it was complete crap. Well, I don't know. What was it? Was it rap, hip hop, pop, heavy metal? I don't know. It made me want to throw up so I could. And what it is is it scans through the station, it hits the station and plays the station for about 15 to. 25 seconds or something like that uh-huh. and then if you don't hit the button to stop the scan it goes on goes, yeah goes on. so none of that so the only interesting thing i could find on the fm radio this is how bad it was and i don't particularly care for the guy was rush limbaugh never That's heard how, of the guy oh he's a uh i guess you would classify him a conservative talk show host he's he's one of these far right wingers here in the United States, you know, uh-huh. very, very, very off to the far right side. And so I said, okay, let's go to AM. So I switched to AM. Half the damn stations I hit in AM were in languages I don't even speak. <laughs> don't worry, that happens in Australia as well. It's like, what? Say again? And I'm going, what the hell? So I said, you know, so we you know, talk about. I'm going to get into a bit of a racist issue on, on, on this episode, Kevin. Here comes a rant. Okay, let me get comfortable. <laughs> you know, I don't have any problem with multiculturalism. It's actually good in many ways. But what I do have a problem with is where we're bombarded with Asian literature on street corners and street signs, where we're bombarded with Asian languages on radio, because I don't speak those languages. So we're an English-based speaking country. Now I can go down into some of the suburbs in Sydney and I'll look at the shops and they've got the big Asian lettering and then they've got the little Australian lettering underneath. Some of them don't even have the Australian lettering underneath. And this is Australia and I'm, I'm dead serious about this, very honest about this. And that I get offended by because this is an English-based Australian speaking country. It's just... Please come out here, you know, ha- enjoy the country, but adapt, uh, uh, you know, bring your family out, but have them learn English. And so many times I'll, I'll be walking down certain areas of Sydney 
down different streets and they're talking in their own language. Now, I may come across as racist by saying, hey, listen, can you please speak English while you're here unless you're a tourist and then I can fully understand. But how do I know that they're not laughing and snickering and saying, look at that fat, ugly asshole walking down the street. He's a stupid Aussie. I don't know that because I don't speak their language, yet they can speak English, they can understand me, but they choose not to, even when they live out here for a while. And Gretel deals with these people every day at the post office. They live here, they own houses out here, and they don't speak English. And it, it's very, very disappointing. I And I don't know whether people class me now as being racist or what, but I think if you go somewhere, learn the language, learn to adapt to that culture. You want to be there for a reason. You go to that country and that culture for a reason. Please adapt. I think that could be said about anywhere in the world with anyone. Uh, so we, we sort of get that all the time. And then when you mentioned the radio thing, I'm just like, yep, yeah, we, we have exactly the same thing. And, you know, I understand maybe you do want sort of that broadcast in your na- national language. And there's certainly reasons for that. But when it's in the public eye and then the signs and and so forth are are in languages that we can't understand, that's where I sort of go, well, come on, this multiculturalism has gone a little bit too far. We need to make sure that we're multicultural, but that we're not overtaken and invaded in a way, if you know what I mean, Kevin. No, I I can understand where you're coming from. I guess because living in the area I do, and I've been exposed to it, even as growing up in a very small town, um, early on I got exposed to a lot of different cultures. So, and I, I, I guess it, 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 it. I used to probably when I was younger feel that way. You know that are they talking about me? Why are you talking about? Me? <laughs> it's paranoia, and, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it it's extreme paranoia. Nowadays, it's like. Yeah, I just, I just walk on past it or I, I, I ignore it. But the, I guess we're. Um, I, I suppose if you put it under the banner of racism, you know, I, I could say something racist, uh, and you'd know, and everyone listening to this show would know. But if I said it in a Chinese dialect, you wouldn't know. And so, it, it, is it racist? to like when i look at racist i think okay and this is just maybe my mental belief kevin but my idea of of someone calling me racist is my non-acceptance of other races uh within my country and and that's the way i look at it uh but because they're coming into our country and not accepting our ways of life are they not then being racist towards us does does the racist argument go two ways because I feel it's a one-way street. I feel that it's a one-way street that we have to be accepting of them without retaliating, but they don't have to have that same level of respect. I, I don't know. Am I making any sense, Kevin, or am I talking out of my ass? I'm, I'm trying not to... I, I really am trying to not offend anyone uh, because I honestly don't have a problem with the multiculturalism. I just have a problem when cultures move into other countries and other areas and don't adapt to that culture um you you know it would be like if i moved to japan i didn't learn japanese and and then i i wanted to you know 
have the barbecue out in the backyard wearing nothing but me mankini. I, I think that's not appropriate for the Japanese lifestyle. That's not appropriate for anybody's lifestyle. That just made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Yeah, that's just the beer you've been drinking, Kevin. That's all. No, it's the thought of your <laughs> junk hanging out in the mankini. But, but see, so this racism thing, I, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's just the way I've been taught racism or, or, or been introduced to racism. But I just feel that it, it's at times one-sided. And look, I'm, I'm saying, you know, Chinese here and I'm saying Japanese. It doesn't even have to be those cultures. It can be Germans. It can be... Uh, Swedish people, anyone, anyone who moves and, and moves to another country to live should be respectful and, and should blend in. I, uh, maybe I'm wrong with this, Kevin. What what do you think? I, you're, you're a little bit older and wiser than I am, especially on this topic. Am I digging myself a big hole here? Or To be completely honest, yes, you are digging yourself a very deep hole. Okay. I will not say it with any more seriousness than that. I think it all has to do with the environment in which you come from to perceive these things. As I said, I've grown up in an area that's, I don't know what the term would be, but it's very culturally diverse in the area I live in. And I do mean extremely culturally diverse. I work with extremely culturally diverse people all across, from all across the planet. I mean, uh, I, I, a recent project I worked on, I was working on with people of Asian descent, uh, or, um, excuse me, uh, yeah, Asian descent. I had uh, people that were Indian. I had people from South Africa. I had people from the UK, people here from the United States. We had people from Central and South America. I think the only place we probably didn't really cover pretty well was Canada or most of the rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was, I, I, and I guess just because I've been around it so much from such a, a young age, probably I'm going to say around the time I was 12 or 13 years old, I, I got exposed to it quite a bit. And it's just like, eh, I, you know, and, and again, I even grew up in a uh, community that had a lot of migrant workers that came mm-hmm. through, and a lot of these migrant workers came out of the Caribbean islands. Um, they came out of uh, uh, the in later years. It was more uh, Central American and uh, South American people. My high school, even in a small area that I grew up in, had an exchange program. We would have exchange students from France. Uh, usually Peru, Argentina, and uh, the UK, and occasionally, I can only think of one time we had an Australian that I can remember for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Germany, we had several times we had German students in. One of the most interesting things I'll say about that is we had a group of, uh, yeah, yeah, they were Peruvian students that I got to be friends with. And they, you know, they were learning to speak English. They could speak it fairly well, but some of the nuances of the language, like uh, slang terms. Mm-hmm. Well, we were sitting in class. We had a, uh, it was like a, a construction arts class. I don't know how to do industrial arts type of class. Mm-hmm. And the guy came up to me. He he wanted. To, he said, Kevin, I heard a word that I don't know what it means. 
I said, well, ask me. He, he said, I, that's why I asked you. He said, because you always explain. I said, he, I said, what was the word? He said, fart. What is a <laughs> fart? And, I, I, you know, I didn't speak, uh, I believe in Peru they speak Spanish, and I didn't speak a word of Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sitting there trying to do it, and then finally I just, I, I, I couldn't think of a better way to do it, so I just put my hands up to my mouth and made the noise, and he yep. went, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was the funniest thing. But, uh, you know, and I, I remember uh, having a French exchange student that was attended the church I did when I was growing up because she was staying with another family that was in the church um, with them. And she was truly, I'm trying to remember what, oh, she was amazed about being out and mowing and riding the big lawnmowers and ride tra- riding tractors that uh, the family that she was staying with, because they had, uh, the Dutros had probably eight, nine acres they had to mow. Mm-hmm. And she was totally amazed by this, you know, that, you know, your average family had this great big tractor out mowing around, you know, cutting the grass. So it's all those kinds of subtleties and nuances that you just don't, you don't think about. And I, And like I say, I guess from the fact that I've been around it so much, Maybe I'm not as tolerant as I should be, but I think I'm pretty tolerant. I've been told I am, and I really try to be tolerant of everybody. So, Even but me. I, I, <laughs> I, I tolerate you to a great degree. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, I, you're not off your nut. I know people that feel the same way you do. Don't get me wrong. I know plenty of people that feel the same way you do. And I'm not going to say it's right, and I'm not going to say it's wrong. Everybody brings a unique perspective. That's what diversity is. Hmm. And if you respect everybody's perspective, boy, I got that out even after drinking beer. If you can respect everybody's perspective, then things will change for the better. And the type of thing that I think you're worried about will eventually fade away. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I hope, I hope it does. And certainly, you know, look, I don't have a, an issue per se, but just when you brought it up, it was like, oh, oh yeah, that reminds me. I, I remember seeing this or remember this happening and so forth. So, uh, yeah. I only brought it because you were making fun of me because I have no music and I was trying to find music to listen to while I was out running my errands at lunchtime and I couldn't find any music. I couldn't even find any decent talk shows. Well, that's, so that's, what... that's because we're not on the radio, Kevin. And there's a reason for that, because in this country, they don't let morons like us on the radio. <laughs> no, but we could get our own TV show. We could. i put morons on TV. Yeah, TV's full of more. Oh, speaking of TV, you just reminded me of something. I started watching one of the shows that you got me to want to watch. Under the Dome. Bingo. What episode are you up to? Because I don't want to spoil anything for you. What's the last one I watched? Well, how many have you watched, do you think? Because they're up to, I think, episode 10 now. So I think I've seen eight then. Okay, what's the the last thing you remember seeing? I can't remember if the last thing I saw was where the lady gave birth at the house and then the other other lady died. Died, yep. I think that's the last episode I saw. Oh. You're a bit behind me. It gets better. <laughs> you know, it's one of those shows that is working up. And 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 that's what I'm hope. That's why I'm watching it. And I uh, 
this show, while I want to like it, it has been far too predictable. I have been, I have seen things and it's like, I bet this is going to happen. And, and then it happens like, this shouldn't be that predictable, you know? And then I guess the other problem, and then, you know, besides that, but I'm giving it a chance. I'm going to go ahead and watch it. I'm streaming it free off of Amazon because it's part of my Amazon prime. So I'm streaming. It's not costing me anything and I'm not going to watch it on regular TV. I guess I could do it on, on the, uh, on demand, but then I heard something the other day that was like, they said that they're going to try to stretch this into like a second season or t- third season. And, and I went, uh, yeah. you know, th- th- this is a problem because it's one novel. Yeah. It's a mini series. It's not a, it's based on a novel. It's a mini series. And really a mini series like this should be, I, I mean, they're up to episode 10 now. And I, I love what happens with breaking bad and hell on wheels. They're on, uh, Oh God, Scott and me couldn't remember it the other day either. It's not A and M. It's A A and E. A no, not A and E. A and E. Oh, maybe it is. Anyway, whatever uh, network produces those shows, they keep it short. They do ten episodes per season, and every single episode is a killer episode. It, it's there for a reason, and it's hard paced and 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 it really goes well. A&E, yes it is, Kevin. Um, yeah, up to make sure. Thank you. Um, doesn't get mad at <laughs> But under the dome, they spent the first five episodes really not doing much other than, as you said, the predictable. And then in a couple of the scenes, they got people walking down the street, walking their dogs, and the damn dome's there. And it's like... Um... No, see, that, that that's I was getting ready to talk about that. That's what bugged me. I started to look it up. I said... Where in the hell is this show filmed at? Because it's obviously filmed at, not on a movie studio lot. It's actually filmed yeah. town. And it's uh, down in an area that I kind of know in North Carolina. Uh-huh. It's not an area to a lot. I've been by it. Because I started to see, like, off in the distance, they'd be filming this, you know, very pivotal shot. And you can see it's a highway. And these trucks just going back and forth. <laughs> you know, I miss like, that. <laughs> uh, like a plumber's truck going down the road, you know, and a carpenter's truck going down the road. No, 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 no! You're trapped under a dome. They, they just tried to blow you all to hell, and none of this worked. And you people are just driving up and down the road. No, it doesn't work. And, that and, way. and that's the thing they they blew everything up outside. You know, when that, when that explosion went off, and then you saw the nuclear holocaust on the outside, and they've never gone back to that. Five episodes later, or something. It's still like, um, has, is the outside world still there, or did they blow themselves apart? It doesn't. And, and then they still want to get out of the dome, even though the outside area, of course, is now nuclear. And it's like, yeah, that's... No. <laughs> no, it's not nuclear. It was not a nuclear bomb they used. I thought it was. No. It was... They called it Moab, the mother of all bombs, M-O-A-B. And what that stood for is the strong... Is the... Uh, in the show, anyway, the way they listed it was the the most explosive and powerful non-nuclear uh-huh. in the United States arsenal. So, and it only devastated like if you think of the dome in four quadrants, they launched it against quadrant one or whatever they called it because they kept saying was it quadrant one is painted green for thirteen fifteen or whatever it was or zone one. So it didn't destroy the whole outside world but it did destroy some large portion on one side of the dome. 
See, now I'm paying more attention than you are, and you're the damn person that got me watching the show. Yeah, but you're looking for the faults. I'm just enjoying the ride. Well, I'm looking for the faults because you recommended it. Because you don't like poor little honey boo-boo, so I have to find the faults with Under the Dome. <laughs> He had to mention Honey Boo Boo, didn't he, listeners? Well, on that note, Kevin, I think we'll call this episode an end. We always end on a sour note, don't we? Well, at least I didn't belch. Well, I did, but I hit the mute button so nobody heard me. Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. That's Uh, What do we always end on Honey Boo Boo? Okay, you know what? We should set up a poll and put it on the website. Who wants to listen to Kevin talk about Honey Boo Boo, yes or no? And uh, I I think that our three listeners would say no, no, and no. But it's not for the listeners that I talk about Honey Boo Boo. It's to see that disgust, that look of sheer disgust and repulsion that comes... (laughs) I, I I must admit, my blood pressure goes up about 10 levels when you mention Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, nothing... And if the listeners could only see that look that washes over your face, it's like being in a business negotiation meeting, and when somebody comes out and hits you with the hits you with a roundabout like you're not expecting, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's just fun to watch. It's, in this case, I'm taking the who's going to be entertained away from our listeners and putting it all to Kevin because see, that he's like, a selfish bastard, isn't he? I'm a bastard. I never denied the fact I was a bastard. <laughs> Not so, but I am a bastard. You do. You want to take away the enjoyment from the listeners. No, I want to watch the color go out of your face. <laughs> uh, all right, Kevin, let's boo-boo ourselves out of here. Where can the listeners find more about you and this honey boo-boo weird-ass fascination that you've got going, Ooh, I feel dirty. You should feel dirty. Um, you can always find me over on Twitter, and I've been doing a little bit better about app.net, and I fall under the same handle in both places, B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A, or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, and that's with two L's because Mike has two E's. So uh, go over there, and you can see all about what I do, links to the other things I do. Mike has two E's. Mike McPeak. Ah. Oh. Instead of P-E-A-K? Oh. P-E- so Mike never hit his peak. Oh, dear God in heaven, help <laughs> Mike's going to kill us for that one. More likely kill me for that one. Don't worry. Don't worry, Mike. Uh, you've probably hit your peak. I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, to... Uh, to find out where my peak is, simply head across to uh, com, and you can find out everything relating to me there, including Not Another Mac podcast. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So uh, thank you for listening, subscribing. Please leave some feedback. Uh, this has been the most professional uh, outro of any podcast you've ever heard, uh, brought to you by uh, the Stoplight Network uh, of podcasts and uh, yeah oh just give it up dude (laughs) see you next week and between now and next week please don't forget to hug a geek you always gotta have the last say don't you Kevin don't you no no